Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hello and welcome to Parenting Bites. I'm Andrea Smith and uh, I'm in the studio today with Amy Oztan. Hello. And uh, and this is a new one. Rebecca is not with us today. No. She's uh she's hanging out at home. It's a it's an under the weather day. So she will be joining us later on and um, she's in the Upper West Side Bureau. The, right exactly like my New Jersey down, Bureau. Yes. <laughs> she's holding down the uh, Upper West Side. Um, anyway, uh, we've got a great podcast for you today because Amy and I have been talking about all of the uh, Gosh, the disasters, the fires and the hurricanes. So we've got a great guest for you. So um, we're going to have that and then we're going to have our Bites of the Week. So let's jump right in. Um, you know, those those fires were awful, are awful, still going. I mean, the, the videos, the pictures are unbelievable. It's insane. I'll, I'll post a link to something that I put on social media the other day because I was having a hard time wrapping my head around it because I live on the East Coast. We, you know, we don't deal with brush fires really and and um i couldn't quite figure out like when they say entire neighborhoods are gone like i can't wrap my head around that so i'm going to post a link to a three-minute rachel maddow segment that just had insane video it's crazy i mean i think about my new community that i just moved to you know with like you know 800 homes communities like that are just gone yeah wiped out thousands of homes. so what do you take right i mean what do you take with you when you've got five seconds to get out and we hear all the time people saying after uh, a hurricane that they're going back to their homes to to look for photos to look mm-hmm. for their wedding photos their family photos those kinds of things sadly after a fire those are likely obliterated yeah. you know and charred um and i had the good fortune of uh, embarking on a project where i've been digitizing all my photos i used a wonderful service called scan my photos and uh we have on the phone with us joining us today mitch goldstone president and ceo of scanmyphotos.com mitch thanks for joining us andrew it's my pleasure and hi amy hi so um, talk a little bit about uh, what I just did, <laughs> a way of cleaning out my old shoe boxes, and I basically sent you all my photos. Um, t- tell me about uh, how that works and what, what your average uh, customer does. Sure, and Andrea, you know, the timing of this, of preserving your photos, is so important coming off your prior podcast of how to prepare for a disaster. So you're you did a great thing because in Southern California, it's devastating. We're watching these wildfires where people are rushing out of their homes without a plan, without being prepared. And in each case, the reporter asks these, these frantic people uh, what they did. And everyone mentions the three Ps. The, the, they rush back in to get people, pets, and... Photos. Yep, right. pictures. Yeah. And that's... And that's it. And it, it's horrible because, you know, your, your, your podcast, you know, Parents Bites is all about, you know, parenting in the digital age, but we're forgetting about the analog age where, where everything was analog and those decades of photo albums are just irreplaceable. Um, I, I mentioned a picture I had of my dad in 1965. It's the only memory I have of him. He passed away two years afterwards. It was him hugging me at Disneyland. And, you know, we all have that special picture. Can Mm -hmm. you imagine if it's lost? Right. 
So so just before we get into kind of tips on, on how to keep those from getting lost, um, kind of give us a, a description of your service. I, I pulled all of my photos, or most of my photos, um, into a box that you sent me, and they came back on DVD, digitized. Right. And the way Scan My Photos works, we try to keep it so simple. You just go online and order a prepaid box, fill it up with about 2,000 photos, all shipping, handling, everything's included. It's, you know, Andrew, you've been around the tech world forever, so you remember maybe the Kodak motto of, of uh, you press the button and Kodak does the rest. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We want to keep it really simple, provide you with uh, DVDs, uh, flash drives, and now uh, instant uploads. So as soon as your photos are digitized, you get an email with a link to all the pictures, and you get photo index albums. Oh, so it's not that. just on the DVDs. It's also in the cloud in case the DVDs get lost or damaged. Right. And, and that's where the, the most important lesson is hey, once you get those images back, uh, and you have copies of them, keep them off-site, friends, relatives, safety deposit box, uh, use services like, like uh, I'm the biggest fan of Google Photos for uploading all mm-hmm. those pictures. So they're in multiple different different places. And, you, you know, it's not just a fire or a flood that can destroy pictures. It's, it's um, uh, just time where pictures fade away, uh, or sadly from divorce, or even if uh, uh, young kids get a hold of all those photo albums, if they have a handful of crayons and a scissor, <laughs> right, they'll turn it into art. So before they turn it into art, please get everything digitized. And one number we've been hearing is, uh, this is devastating, beyond the wildfires, a billion pictures were destroyed just in the Texas floods from Hurricane Harvey, mm. oh a billion family photos. And sadly, we you know, scan my photos, we hear afterwards, I, I want to digitize everything, but the time to prepare is before. So it what do we do? So how, do we, how do we prepare this? I mean, either for people who already even have their photos digital, but all on their computer, um, or who need to digitize. I mean, what's the best way, you know, once they're digital, how do you, how do you preserve these? Sure. You want to you want to keep them in multiple sites. So on your computer, you know, again at friends, relatives, all of that. But there are a lot of uh, very popular services where you can store them, archive them. Uh, Dropbox, as an example, and we always urge our customers to keep them in multiple different places. And, um, and if I can just mention, for Microsoft 360, people who subscribe to that, I think you get something crazy like five terabytes of on uh, of online storage on um, OneDrive. Hmm. Yeah, Amy, that's that's that, that's. I, I don't even. How many pictures is is is? Can, I, can you, I don't even know. No idea. That's a crazy amount, but it's definitely enough for any normal person. It is, and Microsoft helps in a big way with that. The problem is. So many people have photos. The average household has 5,500 analog photo snapshots that Mm. haven't been digitized. We're we're talking big numbers. They're three and a half trillion analog photos. And at at my uh, photo digitization business, uh, we've scanned 400 million, which may sound like a lot, but when you think of three, three and a half trillion, the numbers are tiny, and it's, it's sadly after the hurricane after the wildfires where people start to think. So, you know, I hope a lot of people heard the September 21st podcast about how to prepare for disasters. 
<laughs> we're so on trend. Um, <laughs> in addition to photos, you know, and, and as you say, people grab their, their, their pets and their photos. And I mean, we, we laugh on the podcast here all the time because I, I, until last week, all of my son's bar mitzvah photos were in shoeboxes under my bed, and he's oh. 27 now. So um, <laughs> those are you can't really grab all of your photos. Um, but you also have important papers like wills and documents and health insurance and things that, you know, God forbid you need to run out. Do you recommend the same thing, cloud storage, Google Drive, that kind of thing? I, I do. Those are so important. You need to have them all in one place for an emergency, even for your your legacy. If if, if something happens to you, uh, your your family needs to know where everything is. The the passwords, uh, access to everything. You have to keep it really simple, all in one place. Make sure it's secured as well, and and that's where a lot of those. Uh, services come into play, but you, you have to plan ahead. It's so important um, because you know, just thinking of your son's bar mitzvah photos as an example, those are priceless. And the, uh, you know, so many people, the relatives, friends from so long ago, uh, those need to be protected. And, and that's, just a, that's just a great way. And Andrea, those need to be digitized too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they were in my box. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's you know we I hear so many stories. Well, one good bad story is is someone had uh, told us a good news, bad news. The bad news is their house burnt down. And I was thinking, what what's the good news? And and this person said that she had scanned my photos, digitized all the, of her photos several years before, hmm. and everything was safe. So you know it's it's stories like that. But if if you're into genealogy, all of that um, now is is just a great time and for family reunions coming into the holidays you know and a really fun thing is once you have all those pictures digitized especially during the holidays gather the whole family together set up uh, a recorder in the back have the entire family watch the pictures on on television and narrate uh, multi-generational and it's so important because people start to point out who was who in the picture or the stories and it's a lot of fun and then it's archived and preserved for future generations as as well that's right. a great idea. Then yeah. nobody talks about politics at Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, and with with the holidays oh, coming up, this would also make a great gift for somebody. If you know that somebody has boxes and boxes of photos sitting yeah. around, you could you could uh, get them the gift of organization yeah. and archiving. Really for people, you know, this is like one of those projects that you keep looking at and say, I'll get to this. I'll, you know, it's just You're not, not gonna top get of to mind. It. But hopefully, you know, with everything going on uh, in the world these past few weeks, uh, this is a good reminder that it's time to do this. And Mitch Goldstone uh, of ScanMyPhotos.com, thank you so much for joining us and offering your tips and oh, uh, ways pleasure. to preserve. Thanks to, thanks to both of you for everything you do with Parents Bites. It's, it's, it's invaluable love it and i know a lot of our customers do as well so great job to you and thank and to rebecca thank <laughs> you very much we'll let her know hopefully she's listening good thanks mitch my pleasure bye-bye so that was really interesting i, mean, I can't even imagine losing all my photos no i i'm it's it, it's unimaginable i mean i have so many and it's so funny because the problem used to be you've got all of these photos sitting in boxes or sitting in albums and what are you going to do with them and now the problem is is for a lot of people is the opposite they're all on my phone 
you know, we never look at them. So also make sure that your phone is backed up, that the, the pictures aren't going to get lost if you lost if you lose your phone or if your phone is damaged. You know, take take exactly. care of the stuff. Because those are probably like the most recent ones that you've taken. So they're not going to be like the old. Right. And you're not you know, printing them. But but you still, you know, you don't want to lose them. Actually, I take that back. They're not always the newest ones. I know people who have thousands of pictures on their phones and have not backed them up anywhere. And that would just make me, I would never want to bring my phone out of the house. That would make me so nervous. But. Actually, I just saw a new product. And that's really good for that. It's from Western Digital. It's a new cloud. It's like a MyCloud um, backup that pulls together all your photos from your computer, from your laptop, from your mm. phone, from your tablet, from all of your devices, and backs it up onto this external drive. You know, it's kind of like a, a home NAS um, local storage. Um, and then you back that up to the cloud. It, okay. it, it becomes your own little personal cloud. So, so it just searches everything and just pulls photos. Just pulls photos. Nice. Yeah. And then you back it up to the cloud so that way they're, they're backed up. They may not be backed up from your phone to your computer. Uh, but they are in your personal yeah. cloud that you can then access. I'll and I wouldn't to have that. to bug my kids to send to text me the exactly. pictures that yep. they promised just, they would like, text If me. you put them all on the account mm-hmm. that belongs to that particular drive, everything gets backed up. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, I think Scan My Photos is a great service because there are a lot of projects that I'm just not going to get to and taking everything and sticking it into a box and letting someone else deal with it is really tempting but I also did um, try out an item that that uh, I was lent for review um, and it's it's not cheap I just want to start by saying that um, it's the kind of thing where if you have a ton of photos to do or even better if you want to go in and buy it with a bunch of family members or friends and then like pass it around from person to person and each of you scan in all of your photos that will would help uh, with the cost um, but it's called the Epson Fast Photo FF640 and it's a high speed photo scanning system that was super super easy to use so I took an entire box of photos and I'd say I probably got through the entire box we're talking hundreds and hundreds of photos it probably took me about I don't know two hours and that was kind of that's stopping. it but that was like stopping stopping to take pictures and stuff too because um, I was you know I wanted right. to do a post about it so you know if you're not like writing about it you'd probably do it even even quicker but it was the kind of thing where like you just you take a stack of th- and, and if all of your photos are the same size and they're already that makes it even sorted easier. yeah that's going to make it even easier these were not all the same size and practically none of them were sorted um but if they're because as as you scan them in you can take a stack of up to i think 30 pictures and stick it in there and then it just does its thing for those 30 pictures and then you can either kind of save and process it then or just keep adding more if they're all this getting the same tag and you can tag it by year you can tag it by month you can tag it by subject you can tag it by people if you already have them organized if you don't, then you just stick them on your computer and it's the same mess you had right. in the but box. Then you'll organize them at <laughs> some point, but yeah, at least they're at digital. Some point. Right. Yeah, sure. But one of the things about that, I think you had mentioned at one point, my husband's mother was so good about writing on the back of each yes. photo. Yes. Oh, thank dates you for bringing that up. 
Yeah, that's the amazing thing about this is that you can scan both sides at the same time. So like all of my grandmother's pictures, she did the same thing. She wrote on the back of every single one and it has the date and the people and sometimes a little comment. And not only do I want that for the information, but like that's a piece of her. Um, so you can set it to scan both sides or not, or you can set a sensitivity level so that if it detects writing, you know, like if it's just like a light watermark from the photo company, then it won't scan the back. But if it, if it actually detects writing, then it will. And it worked really, really well. Like I could see which ones had a back and a front and which ones just went through with the front because that's all it was seeing. Um, so being able to preserve all of that stuff that our, our relatives wrote on the back is fantastic. And I have pictures of them. Like, you know how at night we'll do, we'll either catch up on Facebook or we'll do email or catch up on all our social or maybe read a book. I have, like, pictures of these these people from generations ago just sitting at night under a light writing on the back of their pictures. Yeah. You know, just like that was the project. Yeah, and then That's my grandmother would, my, my grandmother, was she was so terrible about this. She would write on them. And then she would take a photo album where you're just supposed to put it in there and then put the kind of cellophane mm -hmm. cover yeah, over it and it would I have stay. Those. She would tape them all in. Oh. So not only do these have um, stuff written on the back, but a lot of them have tape all over them. And um, you can't put those through the scanner. So they give you a sh uh, like a sleeve that you can put those delicate photos in and you can feed those through and not worry about damaging them or damaging the scanner. So that's very handy that's also. Good. Yeah. 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 And and you can do really big photos in this. Like you, it's not just little snapshots. Like you, like this looks like a letter size scanner and you can put big pictures in there and it'll scan those. That's nice cuz one of the the uh, frustrations I had with preparing this box was, you know, I wanted everything in chronological order. Mm -hmm. But for ease of use in a situation like this, they want it in size order. Ugh. And so everything had to be like the three by fives and then right. the four by sixes and then the five by sevens. Um, it had to be grouped that way. And some things that I have were too big or too small. Mm -hmm. So in that instance, this Epson scanner sounds like it would be exactly the right thing. It, it is. And the nice thing is, um, while it is easier for you if everything is the same size, if you do have a stack of 30 pictures from, say, you know, May, you know, 1994, and you don't want to get them out of order, you, you can just, um, you can put the smaller ones in front and the bigger ones in back, and you can still put them all in a stack. So they'll still all mm. be grouped for that month for whatever tag you're, you're putting on it. Mm. I also wanted to mention for people who, um, who still haven't digitized uh, VHSs and, oh, you know. My wedding videos. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have three wedding videos your that videos, I have nothing to watch them on. You know, your old beta discs, you know, like I, I had this huge Sony shoulder cam that my oh father my bought God. when Matthew was born. And I mean, it was bigger than some of the things the ABC guys used to use when I was out on shoots. So those things, um, if you need to send them in, there's uh, a service called Legacy Box, okay. and it's the same kind of you know business model where you just fill a box. So you could put a certain number of VHS, a certain number of you know different kinds of um, media, uh, certain numbers of photos. You fill it, and it's a it's a price point per. So we'll we'll post a link to that. And so there's really no excuse to put this off anymore right, right like if you want it to be a diy project you can if you want to just hand it over to somebody else to do you can so there is no excuse and i know that for me um while most of mine are digitized now um i i realized while talking to mitch 
I haven't digitized my wedding photos. And I got married way before that stuff was online. So I have a big, beautiful wedding album sitting there. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know, like, can I open up the pages and take them out? Or are they like glued in there? I've never looked. Yeah. Like I might just have Mine to put the like entire on that thick, thick right. board. I'm probably just gonna have to put the entire book on on a flatbed scan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what oh a my pain! Goodness. But right. I need to do that. We need to do this. That's those like are the, the holiday only project. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's it. If that book goes, that's it. Yep. All right. So we're gonna post links. Amy will post links to all of the uh, suggestions we talked about. If you have a favorite tip or trick that you've used to preserve your memories or uh, a way to organize all this stuff, let us know. Uh, post it on our Facebook page or tweet us or post a comment on our iTunes Parenting Bites link. Yes. And what's the other one? Oh, uh, well, we're now on radio.com. Radio.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So that's it. And we will be back with our Bites of the Week. entertainment and issues around parenting the digital generation this is parenting bites with rebecca levy and we're back with our bites of the week and uh rebecca's joining us yay yes. hi <laughs> from we said you were at the upper west side bureau i am the upper west side bureau <laughs> thick bed <laughs> all right amy you go first yes so um i just got an awesome new phone. Um, it's the Moto Z Play Droid, but that's not my bite. My bite has to do with the fact that it uses a USB-C charging cord. And while it of course comes with one, who uses just one charging cord? I have them all over my house, my car, my other house. And you don't like, go buy 20 of them. Exactly, especially because I just replaced all of my micro USB cords within the past six months because um, what happened was we ended up with a bunch of high-speed chargers that were awesome, but if you put an old cable in there, it's no longer high-speed. So I just replaced all of these cables. I didn't want to do it again, not to mention the fact that my son's phone still uses micro-USB, and all of my accessories use micro-USB, like headphones and, and speakers and stuff like that. So I really didn't want to replace them all. And I wasn't crazy about the idea of getting adapters because I'm like, okay, those are tiny. I'm going to lose them. I'm never going to have them when I need them. And they're probably almost as expensive as the cords. But I, I, you know, checked around Amazon and I looked at different things and I found an amazing, easy, simple, cheap solution. And I'm sure there are many brands, but I can only recommend the one that I bought and used. Um, this is by JSAUX, J-S-A-U-X. And it's a four pack of these little um, USB-C to micro USB adapters for 10 bucks. You get four for 10 wow. bucks. So even if you lose one. Yeah, yeah. if you lose one, who cares? <laughs> I, I bought two packs. Um, and the best part is each one comes with a little keychain. And so not only do I have one on my actual keychain so that I have an adapter everywhere I go, but you can take the little keychain and put it on the end of a micro USB cable and it'll just sit there until you need it. And then the chain is just long enough to reach the end of the of the micro USB so you can stick the USB-C on the, on the bottom. So now every single cable that I have has one of those dangling from it. So whoever needs to use it, they can just pop that on or off as needed. So And charge ten, their phone yeah, and, charge and you can their charge phone. your phone. Exactly. They'll never get lost. Ten bucks for four. Best thing I discovered last week. That's awesome. Yes. Oh my God. How many like 
gizmos and little gadget things do we have like that now? Like I have like uh, dongles for my iPhone 7 because yep. the headphones were the, th- I mean, you know, it's like the thing that extends it. And if I forget it on the airplane, then I don't have that thing. And then the thing that lets you charge and have your headphones plugged in at the same time. Yeah. Maybe we need to have a segment on like great little bags to carry all of your dongles <laughs> and cables in, Dongle right? bags. That's actually a good idea. There's a great company. Okay. That'll be my bite next week. <laughs> yeah, really. I want to know what where the word dongle comes from. That's, That's true. My, it's a, <laughs> it's a, a weird word. word. Yeah. That's a weird word. It's weird. I once told my mother, um, you know, that she needed a Bluetooth dongle. I bought her one of those digital frames like ages ago, like 10 years ago. And of course, it was you had to send the pictures via Bluetooth. And I said, oh, you need a Bluetooth dongle. And she went, what the heck is a dongle? (laughs) It sounds just slightly dirty. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. Well, speaking of new phones, um, so, you know, iPhone, iPhone, iPhone. For 10 years, I've been iPhone, right? And I keep saying there's got to be an Android phone that's going to get me to switch to an Android device. So I am holding in my hand the Samsung Galaxy Note 8. She is holding a very tall phone. It's tall, right? Yeah. But it's like a tall, cool glass of water. But it's narrow. Like, it doesn't look uncomfortable to hold. So, And I have small hands, right? So here, you can see my hands. I am holding this in my hand, and my fingers are wrapping around it. Yeah. Plus, I can hold the whole back of it. The only kind of funky thing about this is I want the fingerprint sensor to be right here where the camera is. Ah. And it's off to the side. That's what I used to do with my old LG. I used to touch the camera instead of the fingerprint sensor. So now I'm sure that my lens is all smudgy. (laughs) But um, but the one thing that that and, and uh, you know I've tried a lot of Android phones. The one thing that makes this different, aside from the gorgeous Super AMOLED Infinity Display, and and the display kind of wraps around the side. I just it, want to yeah, mention I'm looking infinity, at this. It looks yeah, so it's, it's good. like being in an infinity pool, you know, <laughs> on the island. Um, is for people who just want to take quick notes. It's got the S Pen built in Ooh, here. Ooh, she just pulled out. a stylus and out of there. And then it's got like you can just scroll this wheel, and you can literally type. Like I made these little things, and you can type a message, and it comes to life, and you can send it and share it. And for someone like me who needs to write something down right away, mm-hmm. I really like the ability to pull out this S Pen and do that. And unlike dongles and everything else that are going to get lost. It fits right back into the bottom of the phone. Yeah, you can't even tell that there's anything in there until you take it out. It's super thin. Um, I'm also loving the expandable memory. We complain all the time about the iPhone, you know, that now even with the 8, I think it's 32 gigs or 256. Like, there's no mid-range. That's insane. Like, I don't even care how much memory my phone has because I, I just stick a 200 gig card in there. Yeah, you get one of those SanDisk, you know, huge capacity yeah. cards, right. and it's and it's awesome. So it's got that. It's got a dual camera with a wide-angle lens, which I really like that. That is awesome. Yeah. So if someone could just teach me Android, <laughs> I think I'm hooked. I can teach really? you Android. I decided the only Android phone I would consider is the Pixel because of the new earbuds that they're making that automatically translate foreign languages for you. I, oh, right, I, know. I saw it when you posted that on Facebook and I was like, what that like it can translate twenty languages instantly into your ears. That is uh, so it, cool. It is so cool. It's like at the UN, if anyone's ever been to the UN, yeah. have, everyone has their little headphones in front of them that <laughs> translate to the speaker into your language. Like that is so cool. It, it's, it's it's like having that. your it's like having your own personal babble fish. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Yeah. But the other thing is, this does have a headphone jack. Ha. Huh. It does, it does. I don't yeah, know. that's important. Kind of sold. We'll see. Okay. Thank Rebecca. Um, so, Columbus Day 
just went by this past week, um, and I have some Columbus Day. <laughs> so here in New York, there is a giant brouhaha over whether the Christopher Columbus statue should be removed in Columbus Circle, which is a little tricky. They're not saying to rename all of Columbus Circle, which I think would be impossible, um, but to just take down his statue. And there was a fantastic Bowery Boys, which uh. we talked about before, podcast all about the history of Columbus Circle, and they talk about the history of that statue. Oh. And if you think you know that one way or the other, which way this statue thing should go, you should listen to this podcast, because the history of that statue is actually a really important immigrant story. And so it really muddies the whole idea. This is not at all equal to the Confederate statue conversation. Uh-huh. It's just, oh. it's really not. I had no um, idea. It's really a story about Italian immigrants to this country and the discrimination they faced um, and what they did to try to be accepted and prove themselves as Americans. It's, it's a really interesting and it really complicates everything. Um, and to go along with that, which is I don't think we've ever recommended this, even though it's been up for a long time and Columbus Day comes along every year, but it's the oatmeal Yes. Columbus Day. <laughs> um, I don't even know what to call it. Comic um, on why Columbus is the worst person ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and why it should be called something else for another wonderful Italian man, um, which is interesting because the point they're making is like basically keep Columbus Day is basically Italian American Heritage Day. That's truly what it is and why it's so contentious now to take these things down. But it's a great cartoon for people who don't realize the atrocities that Columbus committed, not just opened the door to. Um, right. Yeah. I think most people think that he, he gets blamed just because he, quote unquote, discovered America. Right. But no, this goes, the cartoon goes into the specifics of just how awful he was. He was horrible. Like he was a truly <laughs> horrible, horrible person. Um, but I'm telling you, just do the oatmeal thing and listen to this podcast and you're going to be like, I don't know what to do because it's so complicated. I'm glad I'm not on the mayor's commission to decide (laughs) these things. Um, Although one thing they mentioned is maybe just put a plaque at the Columbus statue also discussing the horrible things Columbus did. Like sort of (laughs) acknowledging that and maybe a little more acknowledging the actual history of why that statue's there. Maybe you could... Now, at least give people some historical context around all of it rather than just taking it down and it's still called Columbus Circle and like why are we just doing all this? Oh, kind of so crazy. complicated. So complicated. So much more complicated. In my mind, so much more complicated than the Confederate statue thing which you're like, this yeah. is a bunch of... Yeah, just take those down. There's yeah. no no those nuanced were, argument. Right. And John Oliver did a fantastic segment this week on that. Yep. So if you haven't watched John Oliver yet, like, that was fantastic. Yep. Um, so there you go. All the, all the statue controversy you want in one bite. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you gave both sides. Yep. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's yeah. not even the other side. When you listen to why that statue went up, it's not, it's like not, yeah, it's not like if you discovered America, it has really nothing to do with that. So. Huh. Wow. Sad. I know. It's really, you know, we're New York. We're a melting pot. There's like a reason things exist. Yeah. And they're not so, they're not so simple. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's my bite or double bites or triple bites. Triple bites. Count John triple bites. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you were able to pop in and join us yeah, for our better. Bites of the Week. Feel better. Thank you. All right. We will see you next week. Yep. Uh, yeah. We'll see everyone next week, hopefully, back in studio. And until then, uh, send us your tips. Tell us what you're doing with your photos. Check out all the podcasts and recommendations. 
leave a comment on Facebook or Twitter or iTunes and radio.com. Yep. Radio.com, well. Facebook.com slash Parenting Bites, hashtag Parenting Bites on Twitter. And you can always just go to our website, ParentingBites.com. Oh, yeah, the website. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.